Hello there, welcome to the Club Club Podcast. My name is James. I do stuff at Hard Audio Cables. I'm joined by another person who does stuff at Hard Audio Cables, Hannah. Hello. What a title. I know. <laughs> that is her official title. And we're joined by the talent, Zachary and Patrick. Hello, hello. Uh, I'm the first and second hello that was just said. Good oh, evening. Okay. okay, Patrick, you got that one. Okay, cool. I'm glad we got that labeled. I didn't want it to want me to think that you know Patrick has another twin brother that sounds just like him. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're in the middle of uh, EP month, right? And in the middle of potluck month as well. This is uh, <laughs> potluck's I liked, out. I liked that episode. I haven't cool. listened to it yet. Do you guys listen to the podcast at all? Do you guys listen back to it? I try I to don't. listen to it once, just so I can hear like the music edit. But I haven't listened to this one yet. Sometimes yeah, it's the, the last, day of, but sometimes it's later on in the week. I'm the last one that touches it, so I don't, I don't listen to it because I, I, I've spent you know the previous week with it, right? Whereas Patrick like gets to hand off half of his baby to me, <laughs> and then sees what I do to it, which is kind of interesting. Yep. Sometimes I listen, and sometimes I just know like I remember I did something that's going to make me upset so i just want to <laughs> maybe that part got edited out you'll never know it could have yeah man it probably did that's my favorite part is to scroll through and see like what conversation was what skipped over entirely <laughs> hopefully this entire one nah leave uh, it in so it's uh patrick's turn to pick an ep this week we listened to the self-titled ep by who calls so loud who calls so loud so loud they were a short-lived san francisco bay area screamo band from this album came out or this ep came out in 2008 they only had one other release which was a an, a full-length album that came out either like a year before or after or something like that the members of this band came from various other well-known in the genre screamo bands like Funeral Diner. I wrote, I wrote haikus about cannibalism in your yearbook, Portraits of Past, Bonavar. So it doesn't sound too dissimilar from those uh, sorts of things, but um, I think it's a particularly well-done iteration, but we can get into that. Just judging by the name, like you can tell what era it is of, here's a, a long band name. <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 2008 is probably about the tail end of this kind of thing. Yeah, for I sure. I mean, not necessarily, but uh, I mean, there's always like bands making this kind of music, but sure. I think it's a tail end of that generation of 
of sort of People. the like post rock. Yeah, like the late nineties, early two like, thousands. Screamo. Yeah. Vocals. Yeah, because I I thought this was like like oh four or something. Mm-hmm. Um, even though you know the grand scheme of things, that's not a very uh, a very long distance, but you know four years. But it just seems like a in oh four oh six era. This yeah. band. how did you find this band? I came across this band on Reddit. I think it was on R Screamo, which uh, I don't remember what year that was. I think it was shortly after I moved to Tyler um, and was living on my own. Had a lot of time on my hands. I did find some old Gchat messages where I was telling Hannah about this band when I first <laughs> found them. And I think I confirmed it was our screamo from that. But That's cute. Wow, you know, I remember now when I met you guys, like there were some Gchat messages I got from you, you guys. And I was like, who uses Gchat? Yeah, what is what the <laughs> heck is Gchat? Patrick and I like used to use it a lot when we first started dating. <sighs> I think it would be like when I'd be on my Gmail and one of y'all would see me online, I'd get a random message or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that like another deprecated uh, Google service that they've... Get, they you know, actually just killed that this year, but... Okay. Oh, it it's not there anymore. on life support for a while. It might still be there. I think there, it's still there. I could G-chat you right now on the Heart Audio Cables one, James. They're removing it, though. Dang, Let's move we gotta, to that. We got to use it while we can. When when I first started working for Heart Audio Cables, I was like trying to use it with you. Is that what it was? Yeah. When we would share screens and stuff. Right? Yeah. Because at Sorry, my old God. job, like we would use Gchat a lot. So I was kind of just still used to that. But Gchat. Mm. I'm sorry. We can go back Interesting. to that. No, care. it's fine. Yeah. Anyway, our Screamo never really had that much traffic. I don't know. So... It would like people would post things on there, might get a few upvotes, one or two comments. But so, so, so what is there was, the, the right subreddit? There's no, there's there was Screamo, I don't, I, I don't emo look Screamo, at the, there's Emo, there's Twinkle Daddies. I don't really, I haven't been on any of them in a long time, but uh, Reddit, our emo has now garnered a reputation for basically being like just the bad take place for any. Like, whenever something bad comes out about a band, you want to find bad takes about it. Like, well, it's not that bad or, you know, whatever. Then really, it's everybody saying that Wait, on people our email. That on there? But yeah, just like apologists or the like, we'll just separate the art from the artist, blah, 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 which, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Stuff Zach says all the time. Exactly. I, you know, that's why I. I'm a moderator on our email. Yeah, this is why I should probably tell you guys this right now. Um, I like I Wish I Could Skateboard because I can separate the art from the artist. So just put that out there. (laughs) (laughs) But the first song I found from this band was not from this EP. It was from their full length, which is also very good. What is is the full length also also self-titled? It is. Okay. Another random funny thing. That was why I was confused here. (laughs) Yeah, another random funny thing about the full length is that it's two 10-inch uh, vinyl records rather than <laughs> one 12-inch or something like that. I don't know if it was just like slightly too long to fit on one 12-inch, so they were like, screw it, we'll just do two 10-inches. Well, interesting. that's a choice. Yeah. You said that this EP may have come out after the LP? I think it did. So they just hated it that much that they tried to like remove it from the internet? What do you mean? 
Well, like we couldn't find it anywhere. Well, it's just they fall into that gray area of bands that formed and died before streaming was a thing. Um, and before Bandcamp. <laughs> right. But Bandcamp, I think, in 2008 may have existed, but they were very small. They may have just yeah. started. Um, I, I think either 2008 or 2009 was when I like. Maybe maybe it was the year after that where I like remembered seeing my first album on Bandcamp from some right. This was the, more of the era of like pure volume and kind of the tail end MySpace. of the MySpace. Yeah, right. So if it was is on the, MySpace, the, they lost it in that that great right. server migration or whatever. I don't know if you've read and, that story, but that's a that's a fun story yeah. for data migration. And then I guess iTunes existed at the time, but. It, I can't remember now, but you know, like at one time, like it wasn't easy to get your music on iTunes. Like anyone can just go get their music everywhere now. And yeah, you mean as a of, band, it wasn't easy to get your music. Yeah, on I don't remember when like TuneCore started up. That was the first one I remember being like, where you could get your music on iTunes. Um, and maybe that existed at the time, but um, it definitely there's a there's a huge swath of bands from this era that, especially if they're less well known, never went to the trouble of going back and getting their music on streaming and. That's basically why this band has a very limited presence online. You can find their stuff on YouTube, but you know it's just like enthusiasts that have uploaded it, basically. Right. So we already discussed a fair bit what the album sounds like, but uh, does anyone want to take a stab at a succinct? I thought this was just summary denoted as Hannah's job now. <laughs> Is it unless I'm the picker? And well, Hannah's I... already pretty familiar with this. So. It seems like it turns out pretty well when she does it, but I mean, I'll take a shot at it. Sure, you do it, James. Well, there's four tracks on this, and and they're pretty different in sound, I think. So <laughs> I don't know if I had just listened to this band, I'd be like, well, they do some synthesizer stuff, but then they also sound like a screamo band. Anyway, it would, it would qualify as screamo, emo. I think an obvious comparison to be made could be like Loma Prieta. At least for me, with the, like it's got the blown out sound and the drums, similar drums sound, I think. And But another thing that it reminded me of personally was like darker stuff, like uh, more like on the metallic side, I guess, for me, which is like bands like uh, Toad, Take Over and Destroy, or... Uh, <laughs> Celtic Frost. This is stuff the part like of the that. podcast where James just lists off 10 bands in a row. But I don't <laughs> drink up. Yeah. I don't uh, know that that was like a conscious thing on their part. You know what I mean? Just yeah, <laughs> something that happens to. It's just darker, I guess. You know, not gothic necessarily, but darker. Even though it does have some like pretty guitar mm -hmm. work at times and post rocky sounds mixed in. Yeah. I, I hope that made some sort of sense. I think so. Yep. It is true that like all, all four of these songs sound very different from each other. So <laughs> yeah, it is hard to like, I feel show like if you weren't this... familiar with this genre, then yeah. like you would kind of hear this and be like, what is this? Yeah. It's like, is mm -hmm. it like, is this a compilation it, album? Like what is, yeah. But it's like, you know, if you've heard other bands like this and you kind of know like, okay, this is what they sound like. And then this is like when they're kind of doing something different on yeah. these tracks. Yeah. If you like, I mean, the way I look at it is like they wrote two of their normal songs yeah. and then put in like, 
kind of instrumental. Wait, this is what happened with the experimentation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, previous the episode all over again. <laughs> right. And I think they probably just wanted to try some different stuff or whatever. But yeah, um, I mean, like a four song EP is a good chance to do that. Right. Especially if you, it sounds like they just bought like 1 million 10 inch vinyls. So they probably <laughs> wanted to put something else on the extras. Yeah. Yep. James said something. Well, we can get into this at some point, but you, you mentioned it. So let's get into it now. Um, you said they sounded like Loma Prieta, which I think was a good observation because they, this was recorded by the same guy that does all the Loma Prieta mm. albums. Mm. Uh, good job, James. Jack Shirley uh, in. They're uh, like Oakland, Bay Area also, His right? studio, yeah, they are. They're recorded by this guy, Jack Shirley, in Oakland, um, who really came to prominence because he did Sunbather by Deaf Heaven whenever that was released. But mm-hmm. way back in his early days, he recorded Who Calls So Loud. And I think there's some similarities there in terms of just like the drum sounds and aggression factor, that sort of thing. Good ear, James. Thank you. I have not looked up anything for this band. Like, I haven't looked up lyrics, and I did not look up interviews or extraneous articles or anything. I think I'm proud yeah, of myself. I think Patrick has most of this information. We just have to get it out of him. <laughs> you just have to ask <laughs> the right questions. Yeah, answer his riddles. <laughs> yes. You were going to say some, James. You were just going to start. We we can take it track by track. There's only four. Yeah. Well, I wanted so. to talk about that lead track, mm-hmm. but. Uh, you mentioned that it was like sort of a super group. Mm-hmm. So, so what bands were they in before this and what bands after? After, I don't know. Maybe like nothing. I'm not really sure. Like, to be honest, I, I don't really know exactly who the members of this band are because like if, if you, it's difficult to find. I'm sure you, you it's not that hard, but like on some mm-hmm. of the which blurbs you can find, it just has like initials or like nicknames. Mm-hmm. And on the vinyl that you do have for them, does yeah. it not have any of that information? I, I don't think it actually says the names of the members on that, yeah. but I can double check. But I know a couple of them came from that band, Funeral Diner, which is a band that the, the, the common take about Who Calls So Loud is that, oh, it's just, you know, the Funeral Diner spinoff after Funeral Diner broke up or whatever. And most people, from what I understand, just think that Funeral Diner is like better and they just kind of see this as like, oh, some other things that they did afterwards. But to me, uh, whenever I have tried to listen to Funeral Diner, I'm just like, well, this isn't as good as Who Calls So Loud. And I just go back to listening to Who Calls So Loud. But I I do, I knew I want to force myself at some point to go listen to more Funeral Diner because, you know, they're very highly regarded. Do you think Uh, it's just because you are more familiar with Who Calls So Loud or like because you heard it first? I think it's partially because I heard it first. And I think part of it is because I, I don't think they share the same vocalist. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really, really like the vocalist in Who Calls So Loud. And that's a big part of why yeah. I like this band so much. I could be wrong on that. They may, it may actually be the same vocalist, but I think they're different. And that, I mean, for a band like this where it's like screaming, I don't know, the character of the scream can have a big influence on how the song uh, feels, I think so. For sure. I feel like albums like this that are, have this sort of production on them are harder to come by these days. What sort of elements are you thinking of? Well, I just remember like when I was in high school or middle school, you'd find a new band and it's just like obvious that they don't have the millions of dollars to spend mm-hmm. on a studio album. 
and like there's a, a very uh distinct you know gap in terms of how polished the sound is and i think these days it's it's a lot easier it's everybody right. everything's more accessible yeah. more affordable to make a, a recording sound decent so like the charm of like these older screamo albums or something where it's like it's part of the experience to have it, the production this way or right. e- even like black metal and stuff where it's part of the experience to have it sound like a, it's coming out of a tin can uh right i think the production on this album is actually pretty good though i mean it's it definitely i think you can tell that like jack shirley is not quite as he's early in his career i guess you know it's like deaf heaven sunbather all that uh, the stuff from that era sounds like more polished but i think the elements are there and and like i don't think this is a particularly like lo-fi sounding album i think there's some things like it sounds maybe a little bit um dark the low end isn't like as polished as you might hear today it does have a little bit of that like it definitely has like the live band playing together vibe because there's like very obvious tempo changes and stuff No, I, don't, I wouldn't say that like the production is bad on this. No, I just mean like stuff. I don't know. In my mind, uh, it, I feel like stuff is just it just sounds more polished in general these days. Yeah, I agree. This this has a. I think it's well done, but it has a fairly raw sound. So I found the Funeral Diner uh, fan page, uh-huh. which is an Angel Fire website. There you go, and it has. <laughs> Band members that you won't load for me that went on to be in Who Call So Loud. It's okay. just David, the guitar player of Funeral Diner. Okay. So the vocalist went on to be in I Wrote Haikus About You. Okay. So that's, yeah. But I mean, that's, that's one. Uh, it was like one of the listed citations on their Wikipedia page. Nice. All right. First up is. Hey, I'm outside. I really like this song title. Mm -hmm. Um, This band in general has very good song titles. Like, I think honestly, like all four of these are really good song titles. Yeah. I didn't know the song titles until about an hour ago because I listened to the 15 minute long YouTube. Mm -hmm. Over and over. Mm-hmm. So I actually oh, gotcha. didn't know where the delineation in tracks was until today. There you go. Um, but yeah, this is the synthy yep. intro track. Just sort of like a synth loop. That goes for however long this song is, two minutes. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool. Yeah. It starts out with that kind of sound yeah really, it's like a little goofy sound at the beginning and then gets into it mm-hmm. i think it's like a hopeful sounding synth line i like it yeah i wrote that it it doesn't not sound like owl city there's a double negative for you <laughs> <laughs> is that is an owl city owl city one of your uh like not not uh guilty pleasures patrick yeah i like owl city <laughs> Double. It took me a second to think of the double negative. (laughs) 
it reminded me of this band Boyfriends from Austin that I like, this math rock mm-hmm. band. They released this one EP that was just all synths and t- threw me for a loop. It was not what I was expecting. It was all just sequencers and mm-hmm. slight, just like this, you know, you just set something up and start, start goofing off. And Yeah, I was expecting like a breakdown or something in the song though, you know, because that was like the thing to do is where you have like, you, you do something like this or like really pretty piano and then just something heavy comes in on like the like the offbeat cut you know that was like what what bands were doing back then but no they just sold it all the way through respectable i like it they stuck to it yeah how do you interpret the second song title i don't know like how do you say it emmed palms is how i say it emmed palms or like is this like muted palms or like that's what i assumed it was short yeah yeah i wasn't sure if muted or marked palms yeah what would either of those mean? I'm not really sure. I'm not sure. I mean, the lyrics of the song seem, it's like about a romantic relationship, yeah. seemingly. This was the only one that had lyrics online that were easily found. But yeah, I mean, this is one of the ones that you would consider like one of their real songs, I guess, you know, it's got like scrams. Yeah. Sounds. It starts out with that really cool fast bass thing. It's like, do, 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 on the bass sounds cool yeah and as usual if i can hear the bass i just assume that zach will like the song yeah i mean that's not a that's not a bad take right <laughs> it's yeah if there's uh audible bass audible or if bass. you dislike the song then i will like it i'm an easy man to please uh, i liked the song though i did not dislike it <laughs> yeah we get our first taste of these scrams vocals that i was raving about earlier it's just like this guy's voice whoever it is i don't know is just extremely I feel like the way he screams is extremely emotional. Yeah, he just, he's really nailed like the desperation. Yes. Um, And that's why I love this band so much is they've nailed that feeling of desperation Mm -hmm. that I just really enjoy in music. Like, just sounds really, really emotional. I also like in this one how it's like heavy, but the guitars are mostly just doing these like sort of long sort of melodic lines and less like chord stuff. It's kind of cool um, and, and somewhat different, I guess, than what you might expect from mm-hmm. hardcore-ish music. Yeah, if you just like took away the like drums and bass, like I don't even know that it would sound like a hardcore song. I'm not sure. Yeah. Driven by the rhythm section. It's uh, funny because like it's a way of writing that I try to like, well, I haven't written in a long time, but when I would, it's something like you try to like keep in mind that there's other instruments that could carry the impression you're trying to leave. Like if you're trying to make it sound like a heavy song, it doesn't necessarily have to be a mean or heavy sounding riff on the guitar side, you know, you could have right. the bass and drums just. Yeah. It's okay there. to hear the bass, you know, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> Let's not get crazy. <laughs> I like this song. I thought the bass sounded really cool. 
Yeah. And their drummer is really good. It's yeah. like, you can tell that this guy hits extremely hard. Yeah. It kind of <laughs> reminds me of the, the conversation we had back in the Circle Takes the Square discussion, where it's like, the, the drums in this, like, aren't perfectly in time. And I right. think it's like, it, it sounds good because of that, you know, in spite of that, like... Mm-hmm. Um, there's like a couple of moments. I I think it's mostly in the the second song, song the last song <laughs> that the there's a, like a tempo change a mm-hmm. lot and uh yeah it like it like drives kind of the that raw energy just of him kind of floating around the tempo like that yeah it kind of breathes a little bit yeah. I love how they do these tempo changes in these songs where it's like it, uh, to me it feels like they're doing the tempo change on purpose when they like transition yeah. to a different part to like set it apart. And I think that's cool, especially mm-hmm. just with everything being so clicked out these days. Yep. Yeah, for it sure. It just sounds a lot different. It sounds like very fluid. I do feel like the the loudest thing on this album is that snare sound, though. Yeah, it's a it's a drum sound that I like and kind of miss. It's kind of I guess that's kind of what I was getting at. Like, mm-hmm. just not something you hear much anymore to me, anyway. Or maybe I'm just listening to the yeah. wrong band. No, so. no, I kind of I agree think, with you. Yeah, and that but that drum sound kind of reminds me of like a show in like a really small venue, right? Know? Like that's kind of the the feel of it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like it's like being played in a garage with a lot of reverb, you know. Did this band like tour around at all when they were active? They did. Um, did they ever come to like Atlanta or anything? I don't know. I don't. You didn't they know came about to them Atlanta. Then. I didn't know about them then. Yeah. Um, I think they broke up in probably 2009 or something. Mm-hmm. But they did a fair bit of touring in like Europe, I think, because mm. Europe has always kind of had this appreciation for obscure screamo bands (laughs) so i feel like a lot of them end up touring over there um you know who else europe liked a lot and that america just never understood because they're too dumb was king's x don't say it there you go (laughs) (laughs) is that true it is true wow at least for like some portion of their some large portion of their career i don't know if that's still true today but Mm -hmm. anyway Resonant Grain Silo. Another good song title. It's a good song title <laughs> for their like instrumental. For their like country song. Out one. Yeah, and, and it has this little bit of a country feel too. So it it's like getting at both of those things. Yeah. It's like describing so, the feeling of the song. I, it's like a perfect perfectly. title. I don't, yeah. I don't understand like how they mm-hmm. came up with that. This song reminds me of, uh, what's that Godspeed album with like the train? Uh, uh, the F sharp, A sharp, yeah, infinity. yeah, yeah, that one. It reminds me of like some of the like instrumental kind of. They style. just released a new album this year. Yeah, oh, really. It's cool. I listen to it. I wanted to know if that was a lap steel. It sounds like something like that, but I'm not an expert. Or if it was just yeah. like guitar, you know. Yeah, I'm not sure. It sounds to me like it's just a slide on a regular electric, but the lap steels, I think, tend to sound more sustainy and gooey, so to speak. <laughs> um, Says the expert. 
that's just my just my take on it. Yeah. So then we follow three two-minute tracks with an eight-minute track. Yeah. Lark versus Rascal. I have injured myself in our house. Like, just like thrashing around. That's the true. <laughs> wow, I'm so glad that that actually came yes, out. Yeah, yeah. How did this literally happen? Like, just like, just like moshing like in our kitchen. slam dancing in our kitchen. <laughs> and just playing. like throwing out his back, basically. Respectable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that actually has happened more than it once. Has. Yeah, I know it has. Um, Not this week, though. This was like in the past. No, yeah. <laughs> No accidents um, this week. Yeah, I, can no accidents. Picture, I can picture it happening. Not yet. It's only yeah. Tuesday. Yep. But yeah, the, <laughs> I love the way this song starts out. I love this entire track, everything about it. But the way it starts out with this guitar, just like, you know, something big is coming when it starts with this, just like desolate guitar. It's real chaotic. Yeah. Real messy. I love that chaotic kind of mm-hmm. sound that so, a lot of these bands had. Why I was saying I thought that it was, was maybe two different sessions. I just thought the guitars on this track sounded different tonally than the guitars on the other song on muted palms, marked palms. Yeah, I, but, I didn't really think that, but it could be. You could be right. It, either way, uh, I, I thought like the band just sounds huge when like around the two minute mark when everything starts to come in. It's really yeah. cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The other thing I think it's cool about the intro of this song is like how they do this sort of long, it's like one minute through this whole entire like passage and then they kind of like reset and like start it again and then go into the rest of the song. Like, mm-hmm. So it doesn't repeat for like that whole minute? It's like a, is that what you're saying? Yeah, I just think it's cool how they like take a one minute section where it just kind of like goes through this whole thing and then repeat it where like, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times when you're writing a song, you don't really think to necessarily do that uh, to like write such a long passage that you then repeat. But yeah. um, I just think it's an interesting, unique choice. I always think it like when that happens, I always think like I would never think to do that. Right. I'm relating it back to writing songs. Like I would never think to do that. And I wish I would sometimes. Right. Hip-hop In that songs moment, do that sometimes too. Yeah. You know, go, I'm sorry. I keep interrupting. Just that. that moment when they do the reset, they like do the little do, 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 do. And there's like the kind of pause there. And then they start again. I just like mm-hmm. that moment a lot. Uh, so, you know what this EP actually feels like? It, it feels like it's a single for this song and then B sides with the first three. Could be like, that's yeah. That's just kind of how I, I would, I'm viewing it now. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely kind of the, the centerpiece. Of the yeah. um, or in the, of the EP. 
Because it's, I mean, it's legitimately half of the EP. Yeah. <laughs> so I liked how the song sort of reached this point, and then they would just kind of just dig on this part until the end and kind of like expand on it. Yeah. And uh, again, I have to do this. It reminded me of a certain I Wish I Could Skateboard song, which is heavily influenced by King's X, of course. Or, I mean, it was when I wrote it. I don't know if I ever Wait, told which you guys one? that. But, uh, I, <laughs> I don't know I which song you're talking about. I don't know sure which one you're talking about. Uh, song 10, I think, is what it's called now. <laughs> I don't know. Five. Song 5. Is it called Song 5 in track slot 10? Um, oh, yeah. Song 5. That end was always longer, you know? We, we would play it longer, and then we just eventually shortened it up to make it nice and tidy. But mm-hmm. Sometimes we would play that it That does longer, not sound like King's X to me. <laughs> it does to me. Uh, certain... Uh, of their other albums <laughs> their I lesser see. known albums <laughs> but also that doing that with songs is something that has gotten on my nerves in the past with some bands and i was trying to think of this ba- band on another episode when i brought up adam right the coffin shop guy zatch sure yeah i i think the band i was trying to think of was the ocs yeah that seems like a band he would like and they put out this album where it's like there were these great songs, but then they were, you know, it's like the psych pop, psych rock thing. Mm-hmm. And they would be like a two-parter of a song. But anyway, they, they would do these songs and, the, and the, the song part was like a three-minute thing. And then they would, they would like, instead of just wrapping up the song and ending it, they would just jam on some part for another four minutes. And that, that I, hated sounds familiar. I hated that part of it. Like, I just <laughs> wish the songs would just be that nice and tight thing. But anyway. Didn't get on uh, my nerves. May I remind instant. you that this this was going to be a Grateful Dead podcast at some point? That's right. <laughs> James, earlier, I honestly thought you had on a Grateful Dead shirt. I was going to no, say this that. Is a, this is Barrera Paints. Barrera Painting. Is that your baseball shirt? This is my softball team. Softball. So what did you guys think? So like during the kind of extended outro of the song, like all of the like cymbal hits, did you guys like those or no? The like I loved it. Like on the like bell and stuff. Yeah. I didn't what, like is... hate it, but I thought it was like a little goofy. Like I was kind of like, nah. this, is kind, this is like borderline too goofy. Hey, but drummer's got to do something. I know. Yeah. Yeah. You want to just sit there? He's sitting sitting down every i mean everyone else is standing and playing their instruments but he's <laughs> sitting and bored i feel like that like it just felt like a little 2008 to me but <laughs> yeah you know, yeah i mean they can't okay. really go back and that's that's some hindsight listening right there uh <laughs> and you know who knows if they had a click track to this he's probably the actual the only one with the click that track might have been the click track recording. actually that I was yeah Could you describe the album art for us? Yeah, let me pull it up. It's just a nice, concise double EP. <laughs> double EP. Double LP EP. Oh. Two 10 inch, whatever. <laughs> this one is just a 12 inch. Oh, okay. It's the album. It's, yeah, the album. the album's too. That's right. 
Yeah, we have this one, Patrick. You should have grabbed it. Let me grab it. We found this. Right, so Patrick is like one of this final forever, and we finally found it a couple years ago. Um, That's at a record awesome. store here on Record Store Day. Um, if you're any of our listeners are familiar with the Boston area, it was at Armageddon, right? Yeah, it was at Armageddon shop. Yeah, we like finally found it, and Patrick was like very happy. That was so one of my best record store finds because it was just sitting there like and it's like you like it's one of those I, things I've been that's to like that record store before i never saw it and but. it's one of those things where it's like you always when you're at a record store you always check you know to be like oh maybe they'll have that and like no one ever does you know how many just, do you think got printed of these um probably a fair number a couple hundred at least still um nice. anyway i'm supposed to be describing the album art oh yeah the album art is a green background it's a very dark and there's like a forest on it and there seems to be the like a car abandoned in the forest and like a ghost standing on top of it or something it's like this ghostly girl figure hovering on top of it and there's sort of light emanating from it kind of a spooky cover do you want me to describe it sure it's 2007 and you go to etsy.com to buy some moody cards there you go <laughs> yeah like some moody art i definitely like ordered like bookmarks from etsy this year that had like or that year that had like very similar art to that that would make a good same bookmark. artist yeah same artist <laughs> i never asked you guys if you just what your impressions were i mean i guess we can handle it's, that in the yeah end, but it, I mean, it seems like everybody kind of enjoyed it mm-hmm. to some degree here I, let's I do our like, let's just go ahead and do our wrap-ups here and you can say what your yeah. overall take is there i can start it off i guess I, I mean i i picked this i love this band this is one of my favorite bands kind of like the perfect screamo band to me and just extremely emotional james i liked it a lot this ep is something that like i would love to have found like just on my own like i i like finding eps like this where it's just simple straightforward every song is one i would like i get a little disappointed when i get like an ep that's like man there's some and it's kind of what they're for but you know you feel like (laughs) sometimes there's like just extra stuff on there you wish it wasn't there this would just be perfect for me to like okay this is a great teaser and i'm definitely going to be interested in whatever else this band puts out yeah if i would have found it you know in the wild or whatever but uh yeah other than that I'm always glad to find a Screamo band I enjoy. So I was happy to hear this. And I need to go listen to their album now. But yeah, I like it. Also liked it. Uh, I haven't listened to enough of this era of Screamo. I guess the earlier era than this Screamo. Maybe the their first band. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it does make me want to kind of dive back into some of that stuff. I think this is like... if If this is something that you put out like early on in your career it's definitely like a very promising ep because i i feel like i would want to hear like what this band turned into in like 10 years you know because i feel like a lot of bands like this kind of embrace the more like ambient side of their their music like you know like touche amore like mm-hmm. if you listen to like that last album they put out which is you know very good by the way it's a very well like mature like output from them that that mixes some elements like this and with right. like heavy music and it's like it's done so well like so seamlessly 
So you wanted this band to stay together long enough to turn soft. Exactly. No, I mean, well, like Touche Mori, like they, I mean, that was still it's still a pretty heavy album. But yeah, you're not wrong with that assessment. But it's just, not as heavy as like their first album. Yeah. Definitely Touché not. Mori. I definitely mean, I, not. I like I, I continue to like Touche Mori, but to me, definitely like the their first two albums. Those are just like definitely their best because it's just that raw energy, which is kind yeah, of more yeah. in line with like this EP, for example. Sure. Right. So if they stayed together, but, they would have. Yeah. <laughs> so I would like this band more and you would dislike them more. <laughs> I think that's what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I like every album Touche Mori's ever yeah. put out. Hannah, your final thoughts. I like this EP a lot too. Um, I, I mean, I already like knew this band, but I hadn't really listened to them a lot recently. So it was fun to jump back into this. Um, I already described it this way, but the vocals just like really capture that desperation vibe, which I think is a big appeal of this type of music. So it's just very well executed. Um, and they have very good song titles. What are we listening to next week? Zach? So next week we are listening to the EP deserter by the band mansions. Oh yeah. You talked about this band the other day. I did. And I think, I think an EP would be a good way to, to introduce you guys to him. Nice. All right. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Especially if you've made it through the whole episode. We appreciate it. Email us at clubclub at hardaudiocables.com. Follow us on Instagram if you'd like. Next week, we're listening to Zach's pick, Deserter by the band Mansions. The third in our series of EPs we'll be covering. Hope you've enjoyed it so far. Hope you tune in next week. Send us your reviews of this EP. See you later.